no money in poetry That's what sets a poet free I've had all the freedom I can stand You got your cold dog soup and rainbow pie All it takes to get me by Fool my belly till the day I die Cold dog soup and rainbow pie Yeah, that's right. It's two for Tuesday. Uh, this is not releasing on Tuesday, nor is it being recorded on Tuesday, but that is an old radio term game from the FM radio days, which meant a DJ would play the same artist two times in a row, giving you a two for Tuesday. And how I'm applying that here to this podcast, you ask? Yes, this is a podcast called Codog Super Mixtape. We are putting out two, count them, two esopodes back to back because we've been away for so long, we had so much fun doing the last one. We're not even going to pretend that we went away and came back and an encore happened. Nope. I just stopped the Zoom meeting, set that other one on its path. We're doing this back to back to release for you to show you we are dead serious about being back for real this time. And as an added bonus, this podcast is always flirted. We've always nuzzled right up to this. We've never quite pulled the trigger. A good nuzz. We go, Shawnee. We're nuzzing up to '90s country a today. Oh man, this is a this is going to be a great uh, companion piece to our Pam Tillis episode. Mm, don't even get me started on that. Uh, but I always forget. I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm going to give away the at least the artist up top. Mm-hmm. I always forget Tracy Lawrence exists. He's like he's. I don't want to say the poor man, but the less successful Alan Jackson, at least with the blonde mullet. I was just about to say. I was reminded of the song or not that we're doing today. Hadn't listened to it in years. Hadn't thought about it in years. And when I heard it in my head, it was Alan Jackson. Was surprised to find out this indeed was Tracy Lawrence. Um, I can't even think. I know there's a, my, the only image I have of Tracy Lawrence is, I think it's Tracy Lawrence, but it was one of those. uh, Is when he did uh... (laughs) a, Chattahoochee. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chattahoochee was me and Derek Alford during the great uh, oil leak of whatever year that was, when that oil pipe ruptured and was just spewing oil yeah, in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, 2010, something like that. Chattahoochee was me and Derek thinking about getting on a John boat and just going out there and, and saving the world from this oil leak. And every time we would mention it, he would pose like uh, – like uh, uh, Captain Morgan, he mm-hmm. would strike up a pose like he was Captain Mo- Morgan as if he was on the front of this John boat. And I was in the back working the outboard motor and we were heading out to the Gulf yeah, like, to fix this leak. Like George Washington. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I'd just be going. <laughs> so that's what I think of every time I hear the word Chattahoochee. Oh, Tracy so Lawrence, on the other hand, had a song about digging out of a hole or something like that. Um, and this is a very, this is going to be a, this is a, a visual reference, gang. I'm sorry. Um, but there was one of those commercials where you could send 1999 or COD to a number or a place and get a CD sent to your house. And one of the videos they show was Tracy Lawrence. And he was just doing this in the video. Like he was climbing out of a hole. He was pantomiming it. That is what I think of every time I think of Tracy Lawrence. Shani, give me the, without giving this song, give me the rest of the Tracy Lawrence catalog because I'm struggling to remember 
any of it. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at a little bit. 9-11. I'm looking at all these. That OG. <laughs> Midnight Montgomery. Tracy. Five o'clock somewhere. Lawrence Songs. No, that's not even him, is it? Does he come in at the end of five o'clock somewhere? Or Paint that... me a Birmingham. Mm. If the world had a front porch. <clears throat> Paint me a Birmingham's two, 2004. So. Paint me a Birmingham. Can't, can't break it to my heart. Nope. If the good die young. Nope. As any fool could see. Nope. Is that a tear? Nope. Today's lonely fool. Nope. Somebody paints the wall. <laughs> are you on your OnlyFans or are you in Tracy Lawrence? <laughs> I was actually going to tell you this is what showed up on my Instagram. <laughs> um, the alibi. Yeah, I mean, alibis till I was a daddy too. These are all like, well, till I was daddy too. Till I was a daddy too. He's still making music. Well, I mean, man. Oh, that, that goof. Current pictures of Tracy Lawrence are not flattering. Are not flattering. As Tracy Lawrence says, time marches on. I don't, I think, am I attributing every song that I think is Tracy Lawrence is actually another artist? Because I don't know a single one of these. I know Paint Me at Birmingham, I know kind of. You know, you but, said you said he's looking rough, and this is the first time I think in my life I'm going to use this uh, word to refer to a 53 year old. He's still pretty young. <laughs> he's only 15 years older than I am. Yeah, and he looks like all of my uncles into combined into one. He was a freshman in high school when I when I was born. Wait a minute, hang on, guys. I promise we're going to do a podcast. I, we're going to do a podcast. <laughs> Are we not right now? But. I need to do a quick verification on this excitable boy that's on Tracy Lawrence's Time March's own record to see if it's a cover of the Warren Zevon song because that's going to blow my fucking mind if it is. As Matt listens, uh, you know, we'll just give you the rundown of Tracy Lee Lawrence. Okay, uh, you know. it's not. Thank God. Because <laughs> fucking Tracy Lawrence had had a song about um, a guy who killed his prom date and dug her up and then took her bones to dinner I would have flipped my fucking shit, and that's the song we would have been doing right now. So that is the most Warren Zevon song. He was just an excitable boy. And then a big saxophone solo comes in. <laughs> he dug up her grave and made a cage from her bones. He was just an excitable boy. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that. Um, but no, I don't think I know any other Tracy Lawrence song, and that is really <laughs> perplexing me because he was a damn handsome man back in his day. Of course. Back in 1996, when this hot shit came out. Oh, man. Hot 33 shit. minutes the CD clocked in. Tracy was fucking, Tom was marching right on. <laughs> speaking, speaking of uh, hot shit, he also did a, a cover of Country Grammar by Nelly. Okay, we're going to we're no, he didn't. look I'm into just that later. <laughs> <laughs> so we are doing Time Marches On by Tracy Lawrence. Yep. Yep, and the whole reason we're doing this... And I've never heard this song in my life, by the way. What? Never, not once. This is... How? What? Couldn't pick it out of a lineup. Are you shitting me? I maybe if I if I listen to it, it might sound familiar, but no, man. Like, and I I can even name check like dust on the bottom. I've heard you go deep with 90s. I've heard you reference Neil McFucking Coy every day of your life. You're always going on about Neil McCoy. Um, I can't believe you don't know this song. Should have asked her faster by Hank Williams the third. I don't that can't be right. 
Is that a Hank three song? That can't be. Maybe it's the fourth. I don't know. <laughs> Bobby Ann Mason by Rick Trevino, I believe, is a, a song that I've mentioned earlier on this pod. Should have asked her fast. Oh, Ty England. My that boss. feels better. I didn't feel like that was three. Should have asked faster, but I waited too long. In a red hot minute, well, this like is, a flash, she was uh, gone. This is even more exciting now. I didn't um, get a I number. Just, I just thought for sure. I never got her name. Because this, this song is... Uh, the kind of song that do we still make these songs that's i guess we probably do but i bet they're like pop or r&b now so they're off my radar but there was a time where we would just make songs that referenced pop culture of a certain time and we would just go down a list and list these things out very similar to the it's not the first but probably the most famous is uh uh the fire fuck billy joel Something about, but we didn't start the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. This is that kind of jam. And it feels like 90s country was full of these. Uh, I feel like Alan Jackson had one, but I might just be thinking about Tracy Lawrence. <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like the referencing pop culture part of country and pop country more so, that kind of happened later in the 90s, like early 2000s. Okay. Like with the, the Toby Keats, I think. Yeah, yeah. When everybody started talking about, like, there's sort of this notion that every generation of country thinks this is weird. This is a, this is almost, well, no, every genre of music has this, but country might just be the most pronounced where there are people that are making music in the new style of whatever that music is. And then there's this other group of people who sit around, (laughs) even though they're current artists and they bitch about how much, how shitty the music is now that they are currently making and oh, yeah. they talk about music before them. Um, there's a country song that was out not long ago about, uh, oh God, uh, that Mark Will song. Um, but, oh shit, Man, I'll, it'll come to me later on. It, it, I will find some way to weave that song back into this that tickles the shit out of me. Um, because they, they pick some, uh, one of those country artists that time has kind of forgot. He Actually, he just died not too long ago. And they're just talking about that dude the whole song, um, but all those all those new country songs now reference old country songs that are much better than what they're currently making. It's a weird thing country music does. Um, Tracy Lawrence from Atlanta, Texas. Oh, so close. <laughs> uh, should we begin? Hit it, baby. <clears throat> Tracy Lawrence, time marches on. And this will be so very easy because I uh, have no idea how the song goes. So it'll be very easy. To that is that is a buoy to you, my friend, because this is one of them that's melodically you cannot get out of it. Oh, that's good then. <clears throat> Sister cries out from her baby bed. Brother runs in, feathers on his head. Mom is in Which her is room. already funny. Like that's a funny image already. Yeah. Um, shit's shit's going like this. It sounds like the parents are pretty stressed. I guess he's got feathers on his head because he's playing cowboys and Indians. Yeah, that's which what I understand. In actuality, it makes for a really good tie-in in the end of this verse. It's actually a very well-written thing to because the brother could be doing anything. Like you could put anything on that kid's head. Um, I don't know why the brother was the first guy to go check on this baby, but it's uh, <laughs> a whole different piece. <laughs> um, we're gonna find out the mom's got some issues later on, anyways. Um, and this is one of those songs that because of, of 
of the how it is sonically and how it's delivered, it sounds you kind of come away feeling upbeat and happy and maybe even a little nostalgic. This is a sad fucking song we're about to get into, gang. Yeah, it sounds like it. <clears throat> uh, sister cries out from her baby bed. Brother runs in, feathers on his head. Mama's in her room learning how to sew. Daddy's drinking beer, listening to the radio. Hank Williams sings Kaliga. It's, ka- it's Kalaja. Kalaja. And Dear John. And time marches on. Time marches on. Kalaja, which you may not be familiar with. Apparently not. Is a song about a wooden Indian who falls in love with another wooden Indian across the street. And someone comes and buys that wooden Indian and he's very sad. Oh, shit. It's a fucking great song, I will point out. And it's just Hank Williams yelling. It's wonderful. Galaja's fucking wonderful. Um, And when Charlie Pride might actually have the more, maybe the more famous version, um, but he he uh, notoriously screws it up. He 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 learned it in one way, and he puts a verse where it doesn't go. And when he performs it live in the in like the live recording that got released, he actually says, "I'm gonna sing this song the way I know it. I might not know. I might not sing it right, but this is the way I learned it. I might not put something where it goes. But here we go." And then he goes into the fucking song. Former Negro League pitcher Charlie Pride. <laughs> Um, sisters using rouge and clear complex complex uh, I, you know I got through rouge and I was excited <clears throat> sisters using rouge and clear complexion soap brothers wearing beads and he smokes a lot of dope what a wonderful phrasing that is um, I, this I'm, was... I'm really into this AABB mm-hmm. it's the most basic I wish of Freezer them all. was here Freezer would eat this shit up oh my god um, but like I, this was I, this Oddly enough, someone mentioned this song to me earlier. It's the first time I thought about it in years. But yet this reminded me of yesterday. I was sent a text. Uh, a friend of mine who we both listened to the Dan Levitard show a lot. Um, and that show is known for if something wacky is said on the show, the host Dan Levitard will say, Billy, put this on the Twitter poll. Da, 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 da. Yes or no. Mm-hmm. And a friend texted to me um, Dan was not there yesterday. He says, if Dan was here right now, he would, somebody said smoking dope. And he said, Dan would say, median age of somebody who still uses the term smoking dope. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, probably Tracy Lawrence, 53. You're right. Like that's the last generation that would say he smoked a lot of dope. <laughs> I'm going to bring it back. Or dope, as my great grandmother would call it. <laughs> he also would call people who were, particularly amorous, saxty maniacs. And I remember once we were all in, I don't know, Gulf Shores, Panama City, somewhere on the Redneck River era. Uh-huh. This was not too, too long ago. We were all in the Lazy River and we had reached the age where I had become the leader of these trips. And uh, I had reached the time where I was done with this shit. And I said, come on. Let's get out of here. I'm done with this shit. And they kept saying, can we go one more round? Can we go one more round? <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that those people asking that are family members, both younger and older than oh, you. Both. Absolutely. <laughs> they were not my children. They were not my children who were asking these questions. These were adult members of my family. Um, and I think I, I did let them go one more round. And then we all had to get out of the pool. And uh, they were like, everybody's got to get out. We got a, a thing. Ha- something happened. And so we're kind of milling around, like trying to figure out what's happened. 
And uh, just the way everybody was acting, like, mm, something weird. Like, it felt like a biological thing, like maybe someone had had an accident in a pool, mm-hmm. like a child maybe wasn't potty trained and, had, you know, done something in a pool. And then I started looking around at the people who are sort of near the pool. I was like, there's no children here. I said, some sax demaniac has nutted in this pool, y'all. <laughs> 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 so that, now, anytime a lazy river is brought up, <laughs> the following story will be y'all remember that time that saxty maniac oh my got god into that <laughs> oh my god i was thinking just a big old poopers to which i said i am a terrible influence on these poor normal people <laughs> <laughs> is this the same group as uh sauteed mushrooms very or- same very and- fucking same group oh, man that's a good story too <laughs> a lot less jizz in that story <laughs> Sisters using version clear complexion soap. Brothers also beads. clear complexion soap is a is a is a very fucking uh, adventurous lyric. That ain't the easiest thing to fit into any. Verna, did you did you get Randy female Randy? Did you get Randy that clear complexion soap? I can see them pimples. I didn't take him to that dermatologist for nothing. That is a very southern thing to do to lay out the entire use and purpose of the soap because that is sort of peacocking a little bit. Yeah, my yeah. daughter don't use that regular ass soap. Uh-uh. My daughter's got to have clear complexion soap. <laughs> Somehow it doesn't translate to like using adhesive strips instead of band-aids. <laughs> Brothers wearing beads smokes a lot of dope. Mother is, mama is depressed, barely makes a sound. Daddy's got a girlfriend in another town. I don't know that that's not the first time the word depressed comes up in a country song. Like, that yeah. is kind of woke if we're being sure. if we're being honest. Like, this is sad, 96. upset, but like, and I don't want to get too far in the weeds on this because we have fun time on this podcast. But um, the notion of the matriarch of a family being depressed. It's the worst fucking thing in the world. And while that is certainly a subject that is covered heavily in country music about, you know, women being done wrong by men and, and being, to use the word depressed is where I'm hung up here. Like, that is not how you would normally say that in a country song. Yes, every every Loretta Lynn song, she's definitely depressed. Yeah. But, but like, we I didn't mean, talk she, about it in those terms. Mama is depressed is the same number of syllables as mama's broken heart. Right, like there's plenty of place, no, to say depressed and barely makes it sound, that is a fucking cutting lyric in the middle of this silliness like it is because like in a country song daddy having a girlfriend in another town that doesn't even register on the sins of the father that's just sort of implied in any country song most of the time um but mama is that really i never thought about that till i listened to it today in our current parlance and thought god damn whoever wrote this i'm sure tracy lawrence didn't (laughs) <laughs> whoever wrote this was out there on that bleeding edge in 1996 to say that this woman's got depression and is not talking uh that's that's putting a medical term to it where normally we would say oh she's brokenhearted she's sad she's lonely or more frequently mama went crazy oh yeah um this is and if we ever decide to bring back the former friend sean major series um there um i uh at least one song by Melanie Martinez will be um, on there. Uh, 
And if you don't know Melanie Martinez, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you real quick, please, please. I'm gonna pause you. You finish that in just a second. Sure. I was having a conversation about Melanie Martinez Sunday night. Really? Yes. With somebody under the age of 18? Nope. With my wrestling friends. Hell yeah, man. Because I had convinced myself there was an independent female wrestler named Melanie Martinez. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Melanie Martinez was a former voice. Uh, contestant I believe uh, but she she makes uh, songs that are just like you know it's it's very like basic like um, oh look at this this family's uh, super happy on the outside but awful on the inside like that's you that's what I think the songs <laughs> so Melly Martinez Tracy Lawrence Everclear walk into a bar and you only have one bullet why, is it, who's, why the long face <laughs> uh, Dollhouse by Melly Martinez is what I'm thinking of anyway <clears throat> I am Dollhouse <laughs> I'm sad get depressed um, that's called a callback ladies and gentlemen it is from uh, last app from 40 minutes ago Bob Dylan sings like a Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. And time also, I, I, I'd never noticed this until today. Today was the first time. I, when they hit the Bob Dylan sings like a Rolling Stone line, mm-hmm. a very distinct like a Rolling Stone-esque organ plays in the background. And I threw really? my hands in the air. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bob Dylan sings. Oh, God. Bob Dylan sings. Like, like a Rolling Stone. And time marches, time marches on. Marches on. Sorry, I was trying to find who actually wrote this. I would love to know the answer to that question. John Michael Montgomery, probably. <laughs> Song written by Bobby Braddock. I don't know who that is. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Well, you know, let's, let's take a pivot real quick, because I'd love to know, because I bet Bobby Braddock wrote 14 fucking number one hits in 1996 through 1999. Uh, American song, country songwriter. He's currently 81. He's still with us. He was born in 1940. A member of the Country Music Hall of Fame, the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame. Braddock has contributed numerous hit songs during the during more than 40 years in the industry, including 13 <clears throat> number one hit singles. Um, let's Did start. Did I just say 14? <laughs> was I one <laughs> off of Bobby Braddock's number one hit total? Okay. Uh, and Time Marches On was his third to final. Um, in the 90s, we only have Old Flames Have New Names by Mark Chestnut, Texas Tornado by Tracy Lawrence, and Time Marches On by Tracy Lawrence. He Give also wrote, he wrote I Want to Talk About Me by Toby Keith. <gasps> I want to talk about me. And that was right in the middle Give of Give me Toby the fucking all. Give me the Bobby Braddock number ones. I want to know. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they... They list the actual number. Just start hitting me with some bangers. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be able to pick them out. Uh, I don't remember "Loving You" by John Conley. I I can tell you, I love John Conley. Faking love, John Conley. Faking love by T.J. Shepard and Karen Brooks. Would you catch a falling star by John Anderson? Heavy hitter. Hard times by Lacey J. Dalton. I feel like loving you again by T.J. Shepard again. They call it making love. Tammy Wynette. I bet that was one. He stopped loving her today by George Jones. Jesus, that fuck. That's number one with a bullet. Oh shit! Here we go. Yeah, they do. Uh, Billboard Peak. Uh, D i v o r c e by Tammy Wynette. Holy shit! Nineteen sixty-eight. Golden Ring by J- George Jones and Wynette. Number one. Uh, Seventy-six. Thinking of a Rendezvous by Johnny Duncan. 
Um, 76 does not hit one again for four years. He stopped loving her today by George Jones. And then all the other ones I listed. Brian Braddock's a bad motherfucker, y'all. <laughs> he, he hit number one in 2009 with People Are Crazy by Billy Currington. I have no idea who that is. but I know the name. Could not pick him out of a singing lineup. He looks like uh, Bradley Cooper with the lead singer of Better Than Ezra's Stupid Curly Hair. That's a very good description that you've given to <laughs> Billy Currington, sir. As a, and I think he, I think Billy Currington might have started as like a 14-year-old or some shit. Like, he was around. So he needed ever. a couple songwriters. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He was writing about multiplication tables in the beginning. <laughs> goo goo gaga. Um, that you imagine made me sick. having the job of just churning out number one hits <laughs> for like Nashville a 13-year-old. <laughs> here we go. I wrote some shit down here. Go make me $2 million. That's why I, uh, you know, that's why I uh, respect Taylor Swift so much. Um, the South moves North, North moves South. A star is born, a star burns out. The only thing that stays the same is everything changes. Everything changes. Sister I mean, calls herself a sexy grandma. Ooh, brother's on a diet for high cholesterol. Mom is out of touch with reality. Daddy's in the ground beneath the maple tree. <clears throat> As the angels sing an old Hank Williams song, time marches on, time marches on. Ain't that the truth? I mean, that's the, that, is, that is the fucking thing about this song. Like, from like you said, it has a very distinct, easy to follow rhyme pattern. Um, they tie up the it is bookended by Hank Williams songs being yeah. the touch point of each of the the first verse and the last verse. There is a universal story that anyone can hear this and relate to. Like it's just a well written song. Um, it's not the kind of thing that's gonna fucking move me, but for the kind of people that it will move, it's the kind of thing that'll move them. Like, and I am as guilty as anyone of looking at a song that's all this dog shit, but it's not. Like, it's it's by the numbers, sure. Does it break any new ground? Not really. It's worn territory, but it is done very well. And it is kind of easy to see if a dude can do this, that is how you become the machine who turns out fucking 13 number one songs and but here's the deal george jones tammy wynette obviously they're big names anybody can write a number one you know they get a hold of a song might be but fucking tj shepherd yeah (laughs) billy currington tracy lawrence even like honestly tracy lawrence because i mean this was the be i think the golden age and i don't know that much about 2000 on but the golden age of country pop country music videos and cmt was this time and for tracy lawrence to even break through with a little bit of success when the world is drowned i listened to this kind of music you said shawnee he's a pixel swap of one of the biggest country (laughs) stars that ever was i mean like it's 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 truly uh, incredible and if you google this uh one of the top five links will be um a tennessean article time marches on was was a magic moment for bobby braddock um and uh so uh, legendary songwriter bobby braddock put some topics in time marches on usually taboo in country music that approach seemed to work it's like hankins knows what the fuck he's talking about (laughs) i mean i 
I've been half trying to listen to what you just said and then half trying to like skim this article for mm-hmm. specifically pointing out depressed. But um, one thing I did like was uh, I love the way you evolved from Hank Williams to, to Bob Dylan and back to Hank. The end line, if you're giving it away, is Daddy's Underground, uh, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Bobby Braddock's only... <laughs> Bobby Braddock's only uh, response is my good friend Don Cook produced that on Tracy Lawrence's album. Well, that's what I was about to say is yes, Bobby Braddock wrote 13 number ones, as we just said. I bet you Bobby Braddock's catalog is probably 4,000 deep. Yeah, sure. Like, that dude just writes songs every day as a part of, he's a Nashville songwriter. He's a volume scorer. He's the Kobe Bryant of fucking songwriting. Like, he's got to put up a bunch of shots to get a hit. Like, it's insane how that thing. And it's still, that's the other thing about Nashville is, no, do I listen to a lot of new country? No, I don't. But what they did was they created a boilerplate that never changed. Like, it's just, it's an assembly line. And, but even though that's the case, you still might write a fucking banger like this. You might write a fucking some dope ass shit like this. I mean, I, I yeah, I think they just kind of found found their moment. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting just to because I mean that that market was so saturated. Um, I mean, you know, because it, it even if you're not even, I wouldn't even put Tracy Lawrence like a. I would put Tracy Lawrence at least one tier, at least two tiers below, like. The Garth Brooks, the Shania Twain's, the Alan Jackson. At least. Because, I mean, I when you said Tracy Lawrence, I thought it was Tracy Fast Car. Well, and, and I had attributed a lot more success to him than he actually had. Like, yeah. there's a bunch of songs that I thought were Tracy Lawrence songs. That Someone paid him to not. keep making records. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. that's that's the thing. Whenever I have, like, self-doubt or, you like, know what, Shania? I referenced that digging out of the hole thing earlier. Yeah. That might have been Alan Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) It might have been Alan Jackson. Um, But the whole reason, the whole fucking reason I wanted to talk about this song today is because when I heard it for the first time in literal years today, um, a, after I realized it wasn't Alan Jackson's little bitty, after I realized that, I started singing it, and I've never known any of the lyrics to this song other than Bob Dylan sings like a Rolling Stone for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, never had thought about the actual lyrics, and what I have always sang when I hear this song is the following. <clears throat> Sister likes to fuck, daddy likes it too. Brother's got a tape of electric boogaloo. He wants to break like turbo and ozone. Time marches on. Time marches on. And this has been Cold Dog Super Mixtape. Cries out from her baby bed. Brother runs in, feathers on his head. Mama's in her room, learning how to sew. Daddy's drinking beer, listening to the radio. Hank Williams sings, Collagen, 
marches on Time marches on Sisters using rouge and clear complexion soap Brothers wearing beads and he smokes a lot of dope Mama is depressed, barely makes a sound Daddy's got a girlfriend in another town Bob Dylan sings like a rolling stone And time marches on Time marches on The south moves north, the north moves south A star is born, a star burns out